Section 7 of the Forbidden Books of the New Testament, translated by Archbishop William Wake. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by C.J. Plogue. Section 7, Nicodemus, Chapters 12 through 22. Chapter 12, The Jews Astonished and Confounded. Simeon's two sons, Sharonus and Lentheus, rise from the dead at Christ's crucifixion. Joseph proposes to get them to relate the mysteries of their resurrection. They are sought and found, brought to the synagogue, privately sworn to secrecy, and undertake to write what they had seen. When the chief priests and Levites heard all these things, they were astonished and fell down with their faces on the ground as dead men, and crying out to one another said, What is this extraordinary sign which has come to pass in Jerusalem? We know the father and mother of Jesus and a certain levite said i know many of his relations religious persons who are wont to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings to the god of israel in the temple with prayers and when the high priest simeon took him up in his arms he said to him lord now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which then hath prepared before the face of all people a light to enlighten the gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Simeon in like manner blessed Mary the mother of Jesus, and said to her, I declare to thee concerning that child, he is appointed for the fall and rising again of many, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts shall be revealed. Then said all the Jews, Let us send to those three men who said they saw him talking with his disciples in Mount Olivet. After this they asked them what they had seen, who answered with one accord, In the presence of God of Israel we affirm that we plainly saw Jesus talking with his disciples in Mount Olivet, and ascending up to heaven. Then Annas and Caiaphas took them into separate places and examined them separately, who unanimously confessed the truth and said they had seen Jesus. Then Annas and Caiaphas said, our law saith by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word shall be established but what have we said the blessed enoch pleased god and was translated by the word of god and the burying place of the blessed moses is known but jesus was delivered to pilate whipped crowned with thorns spit upon pierced with a spear crucified died upon the cross and was buried and his body the honourable joseph buried in a new sepulchre and he testifies that he saw him alive and besides these men have declared that they saw him talking with his disciples in mount olivet and ascending up to heaven then joseph rising up said to annas and caiaphas ye may be justly under a great surprise that you have been told that jesus is alive and gone up to heaven it is indeed a thing really surprising that he should not only himself arise from the dead but also raise others from their graves who've been seen by many in Jerusalem. And now hear me a little. We all knew the blessed Simeon, the high priest, who took Jesus when an infant into his arms in the temple. This same Simeon had two sons of his own, and we were all present at their death and funeral. Go therefore and see their tombs, for these are open, and they are risen. And behold, they are in the city of Arimathea, spending their time together in offices of devotion some indeed have heard the sound of their voices in prayer but they will not discourse with any one but they continue as mute as dead men but come let us go to them and behave ourselves towards them with all due respect and caution 
and if we can bring them to swear, perhaps they will tell us some of the mysteries of their resurrection. When the Jews heard this, they were exceedingly rejoiced. Then Annas and Caiaphas, Nicodemus, Joseph, and Gamaliel went to Arimathea, but did not find them in their graves. But walking about the city, they found them on their bended knees at their devotions. Then saluting them with all respect and deference to God, they brought them to the synagogue at Jerusalem, and having shut the gates, they took the book of the law of the Lord, and putting it in their hands, swore them by God Adonai and the God of Israel, who spake to our fathers by the law and the prophets, saying, If ye believe him who raised you from the dead to be Jesus, tell us what ye have seen, and how ye were raised from the dead. Charinus and Lentheus, the two sons of Simeon, trembled when they heard these things and were disturbed and groaned and at the same time looking up to heaven they made the sign of the cross with their fingers on their tongues and immediately they spake and said give each of us some paper and we will write down for you all those things which we have seen and they each sat down and wrote saying chapter thirteen the narrative of Chirinus and lentheus commences a great light in hell simeon arrives and announces the coming of christ o lord jesus and father who art god also the resurrection and life of the dead give us leave to declare thy mysteries which we saw after death belonging to thy cross for we are sworn by thy name for thou hast forbidden thy servants to declare the secret things which were wrought by thy divine power in hell when we were placed with our fathers in the depth of hell and in the blackness of darkness on a sudden there appeared the color of the sun like gold and a substantial purple colored light enlightening the place presently upon this adam the father of all mankind with all the patriarchs and prophets rejoiced and said that light is the author of everlasting light who hath promised to translate us up to everlasting light then isaiah the prophet cried out and said this is the light of the father and the son of god according to my prophecy when i was alive upon earth the land of zabulon and the land of naphtalim beyond jordan a people who walked in darkness saw a great light and to them who dwelled in the region of the shadow of death light is arisen and now he is come and hath enlightened us who sat in death and while we were all rejoicing in the light which shone upon us our father simeon came among us and congratulating all the company said glorify the lord jesus christ the son of god whom i took up in my arms when an infant in the temple and being moved by the holy ghost said to him and acknowledged that now mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people a light to enlighten the gentiles and the glory of thy people israel all the saints who were in the depth of hell hearing this rejoiced the more afterwards there came forth one like a little hermit and was asked by every one who art thou to which he replied i am the voice of one crying in the wilderness john the baptist and the prophet of the most high who went before his coming to prepare his way to give the knowledge of salvation to his people for the forgiveness of sins and i john when i saw jesus coming to me being moved by the holy ghost i said behold the lamb of god behold him who takes away the sins of the world and i baptized him in the river jordan and saw the holy ghost descending upon him in the form of a dove and heard a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and now while i was going before him i came down hither to acquaint you that the son of god will next visit us 
and as the day spring from on high will come to us who are in darkness and the shadow of death chapter fourteen adam causes seth to relate what he heard from michael the archangel when he sent him to paradise to entreat god to anoint his head in his sickness but when the first man our father adam heard these things that jesus was baptized in the jordan he called out to his son seth and said declare to your sons the patriarchs and prophets all those things which thou didst hear from michael the archangel when i sent thee to the gates of paradise to entreat god that he would anoint my head when i was sick then seth coming near to the patriarchs and prophets said i seth when i was praying to god at the gates of paradise beheld the angel of the lord michael appear unto me saying i am sent unto thee from the lord i am appointed to preside over human bodies i tell thee seth do not pray to god in tears and entreat him for the oil of the tree of mercy wherewith to anoint thy father adam for his headache because thou canst not by any means obtain it till the last day and times namely till five thousand and five hundred years be past then will christ the most merciful son of god come on earth to raise again the human body of adam and at the same time to raise the bodies of the dead and when he cometh he will be baptized in jordan then with the oil of his mercy he will anoint all those who believe in him and the oil of his mercy will continue to future generations for those who shall be born of the water and the holy ghost unto eternal life and when at that time the most merciful son of god christ jesus shall come down on earth he will introduce our father adam into paradise to the tree of mercy when all the patriarchs and prophets heard all these things from seth they rejoiced more chapter fifteen quarrel between satan and the prince of hell concerning the expected arrival of christ in hell while all the saints were rejoicing behold satan the prince and captain of death said to the prince of hell prepare to receive jesus of nazareth himself who boasted that he was the son of god and yet was a man afraid of death and said my soul is sorrowful even to death besides he did many injuries to me and to many others for those whom i made blind and lame and those also whom i tormented with several devils he cured by his word yea and those whom i brought dead to thee he by force takes away from thee to this the prince of hell replied to satan who is that so powerful prince and yet a man who is afraid of death for all the potentates of the earth are subject to my power whom thou broughtest to subjection by thy power but if he be so powerful in his human nature i affirm to thee for truth that he is almighty in his divine nature and no man can resist his power when therefore he said he was afraid of death he designed to ensnare thee and unhappy it will be to thee for everlasting ages then satan replying said to the prince of hell why didst thou express a doubt and wast afraid to receive that jesus of nazareth both thy adversary and mine as for me i tempted him and stirred up my old people the jews with zeal and anger against him i sharpened the spear for his suffering i mixed the gall and vinegar and commanded that he should drink it i prepared the cross to crucify him and the nails to pierce through his hands and feet and now his death is near at hand and i will bring him hither subject both to thee and me then the prince of hell answering said thou saidst to me just now that he took away the dead from me by force they who have been kept here till they should live again upon earth 
were taken away hence not by their own power but by prayers made to god and their almighty god took them from me who then is that jesus of nazareth that by his word hath taken away the dead from me without prayer to god perhaps it is the same who took away from me lazarus after he had been four days dead and did both stink and was rotten and of whom i had possession as a dead person yet he brought him to life again by his power satan answering replied to the prince of hell it is the very same person jesus of nazareth which when the prince of hell heard he said to him i adjure thee by the powers which belong to thee and me that thou bring him not to me for when i heard of the power of his word i tremble for fear and all my impious company were at the same disturbed and we were not able to detain lazarus but he gave himself a shake and with all the signs of malice he immediately went away from us and the very earth in which the dead body of lazarus was lodged presently turned him out alive and i know that he is almighty god who could perform such things who is mighty in his dominion and mighty in his human nature who is the saviour of mankind bring not therefore this person hither for he will set at liberty all those whom i hold in prison under unbelief and bound with the fetters of their sins and will conduct them to everlasting life chapter sixteen christ's arrival at hell's gates the confusion thereupon he descends into hell and while satan and the prince of hell were discoursing thus to each other on a sudden there was a voice as of thunder and the rushing of winds saying lift up your gates o ye princes and be ye lift up o everlasting gates and the king of glory shall come in when the prince of hell heard this he said to satan depart from me and be gone out of my habitations if thou art a powerful warrior fight with the king of glory but what hast thou to do with him and he cast him forth from his habitations and the prince said to his impious officers shut the brass gates of cruelty and make them fast with iron bars and fight courageously lest we be taken captives but when all the company of the saints heard this they spake with a loud voice of anger to the prince of hell open thy gates that the king of glory may come in and the divine prophet david cried out saying did not i when on earth truly prophesy and say oh that men would praise the lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men for he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder he hath taken them because of their iniquity and because of their unrighteousness they are afflicted after this another prophet namely holy isaiah spake in like manner to all the saints did not i rightly prophesy to you when i was alive on earth the dead men shall live and they shall rise again who are in their graves and they shall rejoice who are in the earth for the dew which is from the lord shall bring deliverance to them and i said in another place o grave where is thy victory o death where is thy sting and when all the saints heard these things spoken by isaiah they said to the prince of hell open now thy gates and take away thine iron bars for thou wilt now be bound and have no power then was there a great voice as of the sound of thunder saying lift up your gates o princes and be ye lifted up ye gates of hell and the king of glory will enter in the prince of hell perceiving the same voice repeated cried out as though he had been ignorant who is that king of glory david replied to the prince of hell and said i understand the words of that voice because i spake them in his spirit and now as i have before said i say unto thee the lord strong and powerful the lord mighty in battle he is the king of glory and he is the lord in heaven and in earth 
He hath looked down to hear the groans of the prisoners, and to set loose those that are appointed to death. And now thou filthy and stinking prince of hell, open thy gates, that the king of glory may enter in, for he is the Lord of heaven and earth. While David was saying this, the mighty Lord appeared in the form of a man, and enlightened those places which had ever before been in darkness, and broke asunder the fetters which before could not be broken, and with his invincible power visited those who sate in the deep darkness by iniquity, and the shadow of death by sin. Chapter 17 Death and the devils in great horror at Christ's coming. He tramples on death, seizes the prince of hell, and takes Adam with him to heaven. Impious death and her cruel officers, hearing these things, were seized with fear in their several kingdoms, when they saw the clearness of the light. And Christ himself, on a sudden appearing in their habitations, they cried out therefore and said, We are bound by thee, thou seemest to intend our confusion before the Lord. Who art thou who has no signs of corruption but that bright appearance which is full proof of thy greatness, of which yet thou seemest to take no notice? Who art thou so powerful and so weak, so great and so little, mean and yet a soldier of the first rank who can command in the form of a servant and a common soldier, the king of glory dead and alive though once slain upon the cross, who layest in the grave and art come down alive to us? and in thy death all the creatures trembled, and all the stars were moved, and now hast thy liberty among the dead, and givest disturbance to our legions. Who art thou who dost release the captives that were held in chains by original sin, and bringest them into their former liberty? Who art thou who dost spread so glorious and divine a light over those who were made blind by the darkness of sin? In like manner all the legions of devils were seized with the like horror, and with the most submissive fear cried out and said, Whence comes it, O thou Jesus Christ, that thou art a man so powerful and glorious in majesty, so bright as to have no spot, and so pure as to have no crime, for that lower world of earth which was ever till now subject to us, and from whence we received tribute, never sent us such a dead man before, never sent such presents as these to the princes of hell. Who therefore art thou who with such courage enterest among our abodes, and art not only not afraid to threaten us with the greatest punishments, but also endeavorest to rescue all others from the chains in which we hold them? Perhaps thou art that Jesus of whom Satan just now spoke to our prince, that by the death of the cross thou wert about to receive the power of death. Then the king of glory trampling upon death seized the prince of hell, deprived him of all his powers, and took our earthly father Adam with him to his glory. Chapter 18 Beelzebub, Prince of Hell, vehemently upbraids Satan for persecuting Christ and bringing him to hell. Christ gives Beelzebub dominion over Satan forever, as a recompense for taking away Adam and his sons. Then the Prince of Hell took Satan, and with great indignation said to him, O thou Prince of Destruction, author of Beelzebub's defeat and banishment, the scorn of God's angels, and loathed by all righteous persons, what inclined thee to act thus? Thou wouldst crucify the king of glory, and by his destruction hast made us promises of very large advantages, but as a fool wert ignorant of what thou wast about. For behold, now that Jesus of Nazareth, with the brightness of his glorious divinity, puts to flight all the horrid powers of darkness and death, he has broke down our prisons from top to bottom, dismissed all the captives, released all who were bound, 
and all who were wont formerly to groan under the weight of their torments have now insulted us and we are like to be feeded by their prayers our impious dominions are subdued and no part of mankind is now left in our subjection but on the other hand they all boldly defy us though before the dead never durst behave themselves insolently toward us nor being prisoners could ever on any occasion be merry o satan thou prince of all the wicked father of the impious and abandoned why wouldst thou attempt this exploit seeing our prisoners were hitherto always without the least hope of salvation and life but now there is not one of them does ever groan nor is there the least appearance of a tear in any of their faces o prince satan thou great keeper of the infernal regions all thy advantages which thou didst acquire by the forbidden tree and the loss of paradise thou hast now lost by the wood of the cross and thy happiness all then expired when thou didst crucify jesus christ the king of glory thou hast acted against thine own interest and mine as thou wilt presently perceive by those large torments and infinite punishments which thou art about to suffer o satan prince of all evil author of death and source of all pride thou shouldst first have inquired into the evil crimes of jesus of nazareth and then thou wouldst have found that he was guilty of no fault worthy of death why didst thou venture without either reason or justice to crucify him and hast brought him down to our regions a person innocent and righteous and therefore has lost all the sinners impious and unrighteous persons in the whole world while the prince of hell was thus speaking to satan the king of glory said to beelzebub the prince of hell satan the prince shall be subject to thy dominions for ever in the room of adam and his righteous sons who are mine chapter nineteen christ takes adam by the hand the rest of the saints join hands and they all ascend with him to paradise then jesus stretched forth his hand and said come to me all ye my saints who were created in my image who were condemned by the tree of the forbidden fruit and by the devil and death live now by the wood of my cross the devil the prince of this world is overcome and death is conquered then presently all the saints were joined together under the hand of the most high god and the lord jesus laid hold on adam's hand and said to him peace be to thee and all thy righteous posterity which is mine then adam casting himself at the feet of jesus addressed himself to him with tears in humble language and a loud voice saying i will extol thee o lord for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me o lord my god i cried unto thee and thou hast healed me o lord thou hast brought up my soul from the grave thou hast kept me alive that i should not go down to the pit sing unto the lord all ye saints of his and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness for his anger endureth but for a moment in his favour is life in like manner all the saints prostrate at the feet of jesus said with one voice thou art come o redeemer of the world and hast actually accomplished all things which thou didst foretell by the law and thy holy prophets thou hast redeemed the living by the cross and art come down to us that by the death of the cross thou mightest deliver us from hell and by thy power from death o lord as thou hast put the ensigns of thy glory in heaven and hast set up the sign of thy redemption even thy cross on earth so lord set the sign of the victory of thy cross in hell that death may have dominion no longer then the lord stretching forth his hand made the sign of the cross upon adam 
and upon all his saints, and taking hold of Adam by his right hand, he ascended from hell, and all the saints of God followed him. Then the royal prophet David boldly cried and said, O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation, his righteousness hath he openly shewn in the sight of the heathen. And the whole multitude of saints answered, saying, This honour have all his saints. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Afterward the prophet Habakkuk cried out and said, Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even for salvation with thine anointed. And all the saints said, Blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord, for the Lord hath enlightened us. This is our God for ever and ever. He shall reign over us to everlasting ages. Amen. In like manner all the prophets spake the sacred things of his praise and followed the Lord. Chapter 20 Christ delivers Adam to Michael the archangel. They meet Enoch and Elijah in heaven, and also the blessed thief who relates how he came to paradise. Then the Lord, holding Adam by the hand, delivered him to Michael the archangel, and he led him into paradise filled with mercy and glory. And two very ancient men met them, and were asked by the saints, Who are ye, who have not yet been with us in hell, and have had your bodies placed in paradise? One of them answering said, I am Enoch, who was translated by the word of God, and this man who is with me is Elijah the Tishbite, who was translated in a fiery chariot. Here we have hitherto been, and have not tasted death, but are now about to return at the coming of Antichrist, being armed with divine signs and miracles, to engage with him in battle, and to be slain by him at Jerusalem, and to be taken up alive again into the clouds after three days and a half. And while the holy Enoch and Elias were relating this, behold there came another man in a miserable figure, carrying the sign of the cross upon his shoulders. And when all the saints saw him, they said to him, Who art thou? For thy countenance is like a thief's, and why dost thou carry a cross upon thy shoulders? To which he answering said, Ye say right, for I was a thief, who committed all sorts of wickedness upon earth. And the Jews crucified me with Jesus, and I observed the surprising things which happened in the creation at the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus, and I believed him to be the creator of all things, and the Almighty King. And I prayed to him, saying, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He presently regarded my supplication, and said to me, Verily, I say unto thee this day, Thou shalt be with me in paradise. And he gave me this sign of the cross, saying, Carry this, and go to paradise. And if the angel who is the guard of paradise will not admit thee, show him the sign of the cross, and say unto him, Jesus Christ, who is now crucified, hath sent me hither to thee. When I did this, and told the angel who is the guard of paradise all these things, and he heard them, he presently opened the gates, introduced me, and placed me on the right hand in paradise, saying, Stay here a little time, till Adam, the father of all mankind, shall enter in, with all his sons, who are the holy and righteous servants of Jesus Christ, who was crucified. When they heard all this account from the thief, all the patriarchs said with one voice, Blessed be thou, O mighty God, the Father of everlasting goodness, and the Father of mercies, who has shown such favor to those who were sinners against him, and has brought them to the mercy of paradise, and has placed them amidst thy large and spiritual provisions, in a spiritual and holy life. Amen. Chapter 21 
Charinus and Lenthius being only allowed three days to remain on earth, deliver in their narratives which miraculously correspond. They vanish, and Pilate records these transactions. These are the divine and sacred mysteries which we saw and heard. We, Charinus and Lenthius, are not allowed to declare the other mysteries of God, as the archangel Michael ordered us, saying, Ye shall go with my brethren to Jerusalem, and shall continue in prayers, declaring and glorifying the resurrection of Jesus Christ, seeing he hath raised you from the dead at the same time with himself. And ye shall not talk with any man, but sit as dumb persons till the time come, when the Lord will allow you to relate the mysteries of his divinity. The archangel Michael farther commanded us to go beyond Jordan, to an excellent and fat country, where there are many who rose from the dead along with us, for the proof of the resurrection of Christ. For we have only three days allowed us from the dead, who arose to celebrate the Passover of our Lord with our parents, and to bear our testimony for Christ the Lord, and we have been baptized in the holy river Jordan, and now they are not seen by any one. This is as much as God allowed us to relate to you. Give ye therefore praise and honor to him, and repent, and he will have mercy upon you. Peace be to you from the Lord God Jesus Christ, and the Saviour of us all. Amen, amen, amen. And after they have made an end of writing, and had written on two distinct pieces of paper, Charinus gave what he wrote into the hands of Annas, and Caiaphas, and Gamaliel. Lentheus likewise gave what he wrote into the hands of Nicodemus and Joseph, and immediately they were changed into exceeding white forms, and were seen no more. But what they had written was found perfectly to agree, the one not containing one letter more or less than the other. When all the assembly of the Jews heard all these surprising relations of Charinus and Lentheus, they said to each other, Truly all these things were wrought by God, and blessed be the Lord Jesus for ever and ever. Amen. And they went all out with great concern and fear and trembling, and smote upon their breasts, and went away every one to his home. But immediately all these things which were related by the Jews in their synagogues concerning Jesus were presently told by Joseph and Nicodemus to the governor, and Pilate wrote down all these transactions, and placed all these accounts in the public records of his hall. Chapter 22 Pilate goes to the temple, calls together the rulers and scribes and doctors, commands the gates to be shut, orders the book of the scriptures, and causes the Jews to relate what they really knew concerning Christ. They declare that they crucified Christ in ignorance, and that they now know him to be the Son of God according to the testimony of the scriptures, which after they put him to death were examined. After these things Pilate went to the temple of the Jews, and called together all the rulers and scribes and doctors of the law, and went with them into a chapel of the temple, and commanding that all the gates should be shut, said to them, I have heard that ye have a certain large book in this temple. I desire you, therefore, that it may be brought before me. And when the great book, carried by four ministers of the temple and adorned with gold and precious stones, was brought, Pilate said to them all, I adjure you by the God of your fathers, who made and commanded this temple to be built, that ye conceal not the truth from me. Ye know all the things which are written in that book. Tell me therefore now, if ye in the scriptures have found anything of that Jesus whom ye crucified, and at what time of the world he ought to have come, show it me. 
then having sworn annas and caiaphas they commanded all the rest who were with them to go out of the chapel and they shut the gates of the temple and of the chapel and said to pilate thou hast made us to swear o judge by the building of this temple to declare to thee that which is true and right after we had crucified jesus not knowing that he was the son of god but supposing he wrought his miracles by some magical arts we summoned a large assembly in this temple and when they were deliberating among one another about the miracles which jesus wrought we found many witnesses of our own country who declared that they had seen him alive after his death and that they heard him discoursing with his disciples and saw him ascending into the height of the heavens and entering into them and we saw two witnesses whose bodies jesus raised from the dead who told us of many strange things which jesus did among the dead of which we have a written account in our hands and it is our custom annually to open this holy book before an assembly and to search there for the counsel of god and we found in the first of the seventy books where michael the archangel is speaking to the third son of adam the first man an account that after five thousand and five hundred years christ the most beloved son of god was to come on earth and we further considered that perhaps he was the very god of israel who spoke to moses thou shalt make the ark of the testimony two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof and a cubit and a half the height thereof by these five cubits and a half for the building of the ark of the old testament we perceived and knew that in five thousand years and half one thousand years jesus christ was to come in the ark or tabernacle of a body and so our scriptures testify that he is the son of god and the lord and king of israel and because after his suffering our chief priests were surprised at the signs which were wrought by his means we opened that book to search all the generations down to the generation of joseph and mary the mother of jesus supposing him to be of the seed of david and we found the account of the creation and at what time he made the heaven and the earth and the first man adam and that from thence to the flood were two thousand seven hundred and forty eight years and from the flood to abraham nine hundred and twelve and from abraham to moses four hundred and thirty and from moses to david the king five hundred and ten and from david to the babylonish captivity five hundred years and from the babylonish captivity to the incarnation of christ four hundred years the sum of all which amounts to five thousand and half a thousand so it appears that jesus whom we crucified is jesus christ the son of god and true almighty god amen in the name of the holy trinity thus ends the acts of our saviour jesus christ which the emperor theodosius the great found at jerusalem in the hall of pontius pilate among the public records the things were acted in the nineteenth year of tiberius caesar emperor of the romans and in the seventeenth year of the government of herod the son of herod and of galilee on the eighth of the calends of april which is the twenty-third day of the month of march in the two hundred and second olympiad when joseph and caiaphas were rulers of the jews being a history written in hebrew by nicodemus of what happened after our saviour's crucifixion references to the gospel of nicodemus formerly called the acts of pontius pilate
although this gospel is by some among the learned supposed to have been really written by nicodemus who became a disciple of jesus christ and conversed with him others conjecture that it was a forgery towards the close of the third century by some zealous believer who observing that there had been appeals made by the christians of the former age to the acts of pilate but that such acts could not be produced imagined it would be of service to christianity to fabricate and publish this gospel as it would both confirm the christians under persecution and convince the heathens of the truth of the christian religion the rev jeremiah jones says that such pious frauds were very common among christians even in the first three centuries and that a forgery of this nature with the view above mentioned seems natural and probable the same author in noticing that eusebius in his ecclesiastical history charges the pagans with having forged and published a book called the acts of pilate takes occasion to observe that the internal evidence of this gospel shows it was not the work of any heathen but that if in the latter end of the third century we find it in use among christians as it was then certainly in some churches and about the same time find a forgery of the heathens under the same title it seems exceedingly probable that some christians at that time should publish such a piece as this in order partly to confront the spurious ones of the pagans and partly to support those appeals which had been made by former christians to the acts of pilate and mr jones says he thinks so more particularly as we have innumerable instances of forgeries by the faithful in the primitive ages grounded on less plausible reasons whether it be canonical or not it is of very great antiquity and is appealed to by several of the ancient christians the present translation is made from the gospel published by garenius in the orthodoxographa volume one tom two page six thirteen notwithstanding the diversity of opinions here alluded to the majority of the learned believe that the internal evidence of the authenticity of this gospel is manifested in the correct details of that period of christ's life on which it treats while it far excels the canonical evangelist narratives of the trial of our saviour before pilate with more minute particulars of persons evidence circumstances etc. End of section 7